Uh, today we start our new series, DIY. Do it yourself. So uh, many of you watch the DIY network. Uh, you learn a lot of new things. <clears throat> Some things you try to reproduce and can't make happen. Other things uh, you've probably been able to make pretty well. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about this because here's the reality of it. I think that a lot of times, especially in faith, we expect other people to do it for us. <clears throat> or we think that we're not good enough to make it happen. I think that happens often. And we don't know where to start. And sometimes we're even scared to ask the questions of, of where do we start? And so as I was kind of processing this, this series and what it looks like, I was thinking about Jesus. And, and uh, Jesus, I don't know if you know this or not, but Jesus... Uh, had a side gig. Not only was he the Messiah and he was walking around doing his thing, but he was also a, a carpenter. And uh, he, he, I guarantee he knew the trade very well. You see, carpenters I, that I've worked with, uh, man, they're good. I mean, they're so good. They can pick up a piece of lumber and smell it and know exactly what type of wood it is. Um, they're able to feel it. They're able to look at the grain patterns and just by looking at the grain patterns can tell you exactly what type of species of that type of wood it is. And, and so it's incredible to watch somebody in that trade. I, I had a chance to, uh, to work in that trade for a little over a year. Um, and, uh, and I had the privilege of being able to work on some of the more of the fine tooth stuff. Like I wasn't just framing, I wasn't doing that kind of stuff, but I was building cabinetry. And so you're working at stuff that's like down into the, to the 30 second. Like it's gotta be, it's gotta be almost perfect, if not dead on perfect for it to be able to work. And so you work with good lumber, good, good pieces of wood and different things like that. And so Carpenters are, are a rare breed. Like, it's, it's cool to be able to watch somebody to work. But I want you to hear this, is that this didn't happen overnight for them. Point blank, it didn't happen overnight. This isn't a trade that they just slept and woke up and all of a sudden they had the knowledge it was there. This was something that takes time because it's about the feel. It's about the, the, the knowledge of it. Knowing how strong one piece of wood might be next to another that's just a little bit more pliable. And you can do something a little bit different with this wood that you couldn't do with this one. Maybe pine isn't the best wood to use as a, as a coffee table. Maybe you might use a walnut or something different. But they, they understand and they know these things. But, but while I was thinking about the carpenter, I was thinking about like one of the ultimate carpenters of our day. Uh, and I'm talking about my day, like Tim, the tool man, Taylor, like this guy knew what he was doing. And so I was thinking about him. I was thinking about Al Borland, his assistant. And uh, I put a little twist on it. I was thinking about this. And, and really, if you think back to it, see, I remember when, when new episodes were coming out. I, I, I can't remember for sure. I could be wrong on this, but I think it was a part of TGIF at one point. Maybe that used to actually be a thing that you would wait for the sun to go down so you can go inside and watch two hours of television on Friday nights. Um, I don't know why I just brought that up. Like, man, that was forever ago. Anybody remember that? Come on now. Okay, some of you. Um, so, so check it out. So Al knew how to do things. Like he, he understood the process that it took. And uh, I think Tim understood the process that it took, but he had a different perspective. He didn't want to just take the steps that he needed and, and make it happen. He wanted, what was his, you guys remember, what was his big thing? More power. He, he had more power. He had better ways of doing it, faster ways of making it happen. And so Tim would go in, and, and, and I, remember, I remember a particular episode where Al was like, Tim, usually at this time we like to turn the breaker off. And Tim was like, no, Al, that's what, and he like electrocutes himself. He cuts the wire, live wire, and uh, he ends up on the ground, and Al's just like, 
I told you, Tim. Like, come on now. And I think, listen to me, I think a lot of times that's kind of the relationship that we have with God. I think that God's sitting here going, hey, there's, there's a, a good way of doing this. I, I'm kind of giving you some instruction on how to do this. But then we're kind of here going, hey, I could do this better. I got a better way of doing this. More power. More stuff. I, I can make this happen a whole lot more faster than what, what God's at. And so I want you to hear this today, okay? When we talk about DIY, do it yourself. I think the very first thing that we need to talk about is scripture. Digging into scripture. You hear that time and time again, week after week after week. We talk about dig into scripture. Open your Bibles up. Look in your Bibles. Read your Bibles. And some of the times, listen, I've been there. You sit here and you kind of like, you, go to, you do this, right? man, seriously, again, like he's talking about again. Yeah, I know I need to get into it. I just, I just don't know. I don't get it. Like I'm trying to figure this out. I want you to hear a few things today. All right. I want you to hear a few things. You're not alone. All right. You're not alone in this. Sometimes it takes it. And I'm hoping that when we talk through DIY, do it yourself, processing through scripture, this can kind of help you out a little bit. So why connect with scripture? In 2 Timothy chapter 3, it's the perfect parameters of why scripture is so important. Because here we go in, in, verse, uh, in verse 15. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures. How from infancy. Some of you are sitting here in this room right now and you're like, look, my parents didn't teach me the Bible when I was a kid. I wasn't hearing scripture all the time as a kid. Well, well take that mindset out that it's the infancy as a, as a child, as being a physical baby, and maybe the infancy of your faith. So, and how from infancy, from the beginning of your faith, you have known the Holy Scriptures. They've been there. They've been present, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. If you've accepted Christ, it's because of something that Scripture has, has taught you. It's because of something that Scripture has taught us. It's so important. And so, so it's there. It's, it's pliable. There's, there's a purpose behind it. And in verse 16, all Scripture is God breathed. And I want, you to, I want you to jot that down. God breathed. It's, it's so important because here in a minute you're going to see why, but, but it's God breathed. I love it because in the beginning, God spoke words and things happened. God breathed. God spoke into existence. And I want you to hear this because I want you to know today that the things that are in your life, God spoke them into existence. God is breathing through you and working through you constantly. And it's useful and here's its, here's its usefulness, ready? For teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in all righteousness. I love that because we use this constantly for training, right? Like, so we're teaching Sunday mornings, we use this. Our fam groups, we use this. In Sunday school, as a kid, we use this. Different things like this. Um, and, and we saw the teaching. We saw the training and how it worked. But it's also for correcting. How do I deal with an issue? I get that question often. How do we deal with this particular issue? Somebody is treating me badly. Who do I go to? How do I fix this? And I'm going to tell you, it's awesome because Scripture literally lays it out on how to take care of even conflict. And, and so, so we see this because it says in verse 17, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So you can be ready and equipped. That's what a carpenter does. A carpenter goes and they're constantly equipping themselves, preparing themselves, knowing what it is that they need for the next job. When they go on to a job, typically a professional carpenter is not going to walk in and go, oh man, I don't have my hand saw today. Like, that's something that they carry with them. It's kind of like you're not going to see an electrician that's going to go in without a pair of cutters. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, what's the point? And so all of a sudden, 
they, they know and they are equipped to be able to handle that job. And so that's what scripture does, is it equips us, it prepares us for what it is that we're called to do. But I want you to hear that there's, there's strength in scripture. So the strength of scripture in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, I want you to hear this, I love this, for the word of God is living and active. All right, one of my worst subjects in school and was, was biology. I hated biology. In fact, I had a teacher kick me out of his class to another class because he didn't want me in his biology class. And so I went from one class to another one like three weeks in uh, because I was so bad. But besides that, I remember these things, these Petri dishes. Do you guys remember those? These little plastic dishes, and they had this red goop in them. And I'll never forget, our, our biology teacher told us, he goes, okay, you're going to take these, and I want you to press your thumb into it, take it out, put the cover on it, we'll put it away. So a few days later, we come back, and what was on that Petri dish? Living organisms. You could put it under the microscope, and you could see these things that were actively moving, like from my thumb. Like, how gross is that? Like, we don't think about that at all. But here's the reality of it. Listen to me. For the word of God is living and active. When you read through, it's not just these stale pages that are in this Bible that, that can tear real easy. No, they're living and active. The words that are there literally can work through and help your life in major ways. No matter what the situation, they are living and they're active. They are not dead. They produce and they continue to produce. It says that they're sharper than any, any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and the spirit of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Scripture deals with that. It gives us discernment on what's right and what's wrong. But I want you to hear that. What did I just say? It comes from, it comes from Scripture. I think too often we, we find ourselves in a place that we struggle with this concept because we want the knowledge now. Well, I've been going to church now for 10 years. I should have known that. Have you been in the Word? Have you been in the Word? You know, sometimes we're, we're like, well, one person's discernment's a little bit different from somebody else's. Have you been in the Word? What does that look like for you? Because, because what we're seeing now is that this is something that is living, it's breathing, it's able to guide, it's able to help correct, it's able to train. And, and then we see, we see Paul sending a letter to the Romans, a place that he's never been, but Paul's a citizen of Rome, and he's sending this letter to his people, and he says this in chapter 10, verse 17 of Romans, and, and, and it's simple as this. Why do you ask? Because here's what Paul's answer is. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Hearing through the word of Christ. Listen to me. When I think about hearing, I think about a response. You, you there's a response because you're hearing something. There's a reason why you're hearing it, okay? You turn your car radio on, you can hear it. That's the response to turning that on, right? Uh, if you ask a question, somebody's gonna verbalize back to you. Uh, the other day, my dad and I we went to Skyline. I don't know if you picked up on it or not, um, but there was, right next to the table of ours, uh, there were these two guys that walked in and sat down at the table next, uh, across from each other. And uh, the waiter comes over and he does his thing, all right? He does what every waiter does, right? What, what's the first thing they ask you? Hi, you ever been here before? Dude, they're at Skyline Chili. Like the answer they get 99% of the time is, yes, I need no menu. Here's my order. But these guys were like, nope, I'm from Wisconsin. And that Wisconsin accent, you know how they are? 
And, uh, and so they, they did their thing. And, and this, I think this waiter was like dumbfounded. Like he's like, whoa, I get to do my job. And so all of a sudden he's telling them all about the things of Skyline here at the beginning. I didn't even know this, but apparently at the very beginning of the menu, it tells you all the greatness about Skyline and the, the things that they're famous for and all this stuff. And then he told them about the menu and all these things. Yeah, I was definitely like, I was watching. It was funny. I was like, who hasn't been to Skyline? Oh, my gosh. And then so, anyway, so all this is going on, and I'm just laughing in my head like craziness. But, like, they were willing to ask questions, and we're, able, we're willing to ask questions when we go to restaurants a lot of time, right? So we go to an Italian restaurant, and you ever been to, like, one of those? I'm not talking Olive Garden. Come on now. Like, everybody can read an Olive Garden menu. But I'm talking about, like, you know, that hole-in-the-wall Italian restaurant. You get the menu. You open it up, and you go, what? Like, it looks good. I have no idea what I'm reading. And so you got to ask that question. Or, or, you know, I'm just going to say it. Like, sometimes you, you're like me, and you just try to make the words up, right? So you, anybody else here like that? Like, you just, you see the words that you're going to order, and you just make up what it sounds like in your head. And so you just tell the waitress that or the waiter that. Or you're like my wife, and she asks the question, what is this? And then they tell her, and she goes, yeah, I'll take that. Like, she doesn't butcher it. But me, I'm the one that's going to butcher it. I'm like, no, I'm going to just guess. And so we ask the questions, though. Listen to me. I want to I make this, like, super clear to everybody. For those of you online, for those of you here, it's okay to ask questions. It doesn't matter how long you've been going to church for. It doesn't matter how little you've been going to church for. We grow. We mature at different rates. We do, we do things at different rates. And it takes time. And, and so, so in Romans 10, 17, so faith comes from hearing. We ask the questions and we receive the answers. We hear the answers. And hearing through the word of Christ Jesus, which is through scripture. When I think about, when I think about carpenters and I think about the, the process of what it takes to, to make their job happens, you got to remember, it, it starts well before they even come out to a job site. You know, they come out to a job site and they've already got their lumber with them. They've got what they need with them. They got their tools, they got their wood, they know exactly what it is that they need. But way before that, you start with a little seedling. Some of you are looking at this thing and saying, man, these things are the death of me when it comes to my flower beds. Like these things just sprout up everywhere. Like what in the world? And they do, these, these things will sprout up right out of the mulch in your front yard. Or you might see them growing off the side of your tree in a random place. But what I love about these sprouts is this. Listen to me. These sprouts will also sprout more leaves, more life, more growth. Just this little guy. And so you get this little guy, and, and he's doing that, and all of a sudden he sprouts another one next to him in the flower bed. Now the whole flower bed's full of these little sprouts. But then they grow, and they mature. And not only are they spreading and reproducing themselves, but then they, they begin to get a little bit more sturdy. They become a, a small twig, a branch, and they start to grow more life. They start to, to produce more life. And, and then as this continues to grow, you know what it looks like. You start to see a, a big trunk of a tree. One of my favorite things growing up and, and learning in school was, was learning about, uh, about the rings of a tree. And so if you, if you don't know this, this is cool. Uh, if you cut a tree down, and as it's laying down, you can count the rings, and you can get a pretty good idea of, of how old that tree is that, that's standing there. And so some trees just have thousands of rings that are going through it. How cool is that? But here, I'm going to tell you this. Check this out. You ready for this? That's like us. 
you know, you, if you go through and you look at the trees of a branch, you start to see them and they're, some of them are pretty equally spread. And then all of a sudden you might come, a part of, come, come to a part of the tree where there's a pretty good gap. It's a pretty, they had a pretty good growing season that year. And then all of a sudden you get to one and maybe three or four that are just stacked right on top of each other, these rings that are really close to each other. And so at times, these, these rings are doing really good. The tree is really healthy. It's absorbing a lot. And at other times, it's not absorbing much of anything. Maybe a drought happened. Listen to me. I want you to hear something today, okay? I think this is something somebody needs to hear today. That, that in your life, there's going to be droughts. In your life, there's going to be spurts that things are going to be amazing, and you're going to absorb so much knowledge, and, and you're going to grow so much. And in that tree of life, in that, in that ring, it's just going to be this big gap of all this knowledge and all these things that took place in that year. But other times there's going to be these little gaps. I want you to know that tree is still standing firm. That tree is still there. It just had some gaps. It, it, didn't, it didn't go back to this because it had a bad growing season, right? I think too many times we, we put ourselves in a box that we go back to this. Like, I have to start over. I have to start fresh. I, I just have to be a little seedling. I'm going to tell you this. You can't start fresh. You, you've got the knowledge already. What you've heard, what you've absorbed, if you went to church for 20 years, walked away from the church, and all of a sudden you come back seven years later or whatever it may be, you have that knowledge. You've had that growth. It'll come back to you. But don't be afraid to ask the question. Don't let it be afraid to grow with it. I love that, that whole concept of, of how God takes us, shapes us, uses us. Because as we grow into this big monstrous thing, especially the carpenters out there, they, they know how, how then it gets, it gets used. You see that it gets used and shaped into whatever it is that you need it to be. And so check this out. These two by fours, girls, I don't know if you know this or not, but in California, they've actually got a farm and it's two by fours and they stand up like this throughout the entire farm and they grow out of the ground like this. I'm kidding, they don't. They have to make these from a tree. All right, so check this out. I love this, I love this two by four and for a couple of reasons, okay? So number one, they take the tree and, and then they take it and they, they take it through a bandsaw and they, they trim it down into like a square and then, and then all of a sudden they get an order and they're like, okay, we want two by fours from it. And so they take it in and they, they roughly trim it down into, into two by fours, but they may not be two by fours at that point, maybe still like two and a half by five and a halves or whatever it is. They're, they're roughly cut. And then they take them for this final processing. And then this final processing, especially on two by fours, uh, this is like building, this is construction lumber. They take it and they, they kind of knock down the edges here because could you imagine putting up a stud and then you're cutting your hands constantly? And so they work it. They, they, they finish it in the way that it needs to be finished in the way that the order is. And so it comes from that trunk of tree. But let me show you something on these, on these pieces of wood, okay? You're going to find these, these imperfections. These happen in the, in the life of the tree. Something happened and, and all of a sudden you get a knot in a tree and it comes out on a piece of lumber that you get. And, and as, a, as somebody that works in construction, you know, you go in there and, and if you run this bad boy through, a, through a, a table saw and you hit this knot, man, you could, you could cause some issues. You know, we've had, we've put, put lumber through a, a table saw and had it shoot back at us because it hit that knot and all of a sudden it shoots right back at you. Other times you hit that knot and it jams the saw up and the saw won't cut anymore. And, and so we look at these knots and we say, oh man, like these imperfections, like we avoid these imperfections. We avoid these imperfections, but I want you to hear something today. 
All right, maybe you're sitting here saying, I'm full of imperfections. I, I'm, not, I'm not perfect. I'm not even, I'm not close to it. I'm not saying any of us are close to it, but I'm going to tell you something. Those imperfections that we have are beautiful because, because when you take a nice knot in the middle of a piece of hickory and you finish that off and sand it down and put it as a tabletop, people look at that and they see that and they say, man, that's beautiful. Where did you get that piece of wood at? Where did you get that tabletop at? And all of a sudden, these imperfections that seem to be a nuisance become something that is so much greater. And they're beautiful. And an imperfection that took place sometime in this tree's life all of a sudden became something that was beautiful and unique and different. So I want you to hear this. How do we read Scripture? How do we read through Scripture? Because it's all fine, it's all fine, Danny, when you look at this and say, okay, this is what we need to do, but how do we read it? I'm going to tell you this right now. Do not ever think that you're going to open up the Bible on page one and start to read through. Point blank, the Bible can be very dry, can be very boring, and if you read it from the beginning to the end, I guarantee you the chances of you failing are extremely high. So there's things like the Bible app. And it's an incredible app because it helps you read through the Bible in a year. But what it does is is it might put you in Genesis for... I don't know, five or six verses, and all of a sudden it throws you into Luke for an entire chapter. And all of a sudden it's doing these different things to keep you motivated to keep going. Because you're going to come across things like an entire book of the Bible about laws and how to act, and then there's going to be other ones that are nothing but the genealogy of Jesus and Abraham, like all these different things and snooze fests. But I'm telling you this, there's power in reading it and moving through it. The other thing I want to tell you this is don't read it to read it. I want you to hear that. Sometimes I find myself in the same passage for like two weeks. Sometimes God has a plan for that passage for me, and I can't leave it. I told him in first service, it's kind of like watching The Office. Every time I watch The Office, I see something new in an episode. And sometimes every time I go back to that same passage, God reveals something different to me. Sometimes it has to do with my life. Sometimes it has to do with what we're reading. Sometimes it has to do with the church. And then the final thing is this. How do we connect? I want you to hear this because I want you to know this. Even the devil knows what is written in scripture. And he'll use scripture against you. I don't know if you've ever came across somebody that, that really tried to use scripture against you to prove that you're wrong and what it is that you know and believe. So knowing isn't what's gold. It's, it's, it's knowing it's, it's how you can use it, how you can apply it, how you can learn from it. <coughs> Excuse me. And how it sets you apart. Then it'll set you apart in such a great way from the things that are happening in life. So I want you to know this, as we get ready to go into the season of, of fam groups, as we get ready to go into the season of DIY, I want you to know this, be willing to learn, be willing to connect with the passages, and most importantly, be willing to grow as that is what scripture is all about. So I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Doug to come on up. <coughs> Well, thank you, Pastor Richie. They're talking about 
growing and maturing. One of the ways, along with reading scripture, you can grow and mature, and that's become part of fam group, a life group, a small group, many names it's called by. But what it is, it's a group of people coming together in a home and sharing life together. What a great way to grow, to pray for one another, help one another, outreach with, with one another. And we encourage you to become a part of a fam group. It's a lot of fun. Um, and we have fam groups for everybody. We have fam groups for men. We have fam groups for women, for kids, for youth. We have fam groups for boomers. That, that, that would be me. Uh, we have groups for everybody. So please, I encourage you, get a part, get a, get, become a part of a fam group. We have sign-up sheets right over here. So just take a look at the heading, which one you want to be a part of. Just sign up. Put your name, email address, and phone number, and that group leader will get a hold of you. And if you are online, we are going to do a fam group as well. I am going to do a Bible study once a week. You'll be able to log in to that. You'll be able to ask questions and get involved online. Yeah, you know what's cool about this? What? A lot of our other groups are also online. And so you can get connected much farther than just this Bible study. So if you go to movementchurch.community slash fam groups, connect with us there, and we'll have one of our fam groups leaders reach out to you. 